All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Better Law Firm Marketing Podcast. Uh, on this episode, I've got Adrian Corbold from Turnbull Hill. He's a partner there. He's returning to the podcast. I've had him on earlier on in one of the earlier episodes. Now, he's a master of LinkedIn. He's a New South Wales accredited specialist in wills and estates law, practicing solely in contested wills. He's a massive Simpsons nerd. I uh, cannot resist a good pop culture reference. He's one of those guys that free frequently shares YouTube links uh, on my uh, LinkedIn posts, which is always appreciated. And uh, he's full of great memes and gifts as well. And uh, in this podcast, uh, we'll talk a bit about that stuff, but we're going to talk a lot about a rebrand for his law firm, Turnbull Hills. So we're talking about like a new website, logo, uh, slogans and phrases, all bright new colors. You can, if you're in Newcastle, you probably you've probably seen their bus ads. They've got TV ads. They've got a YouTube channel that they're growing. They're investing uh, quite. Uh, they're investing in their video content on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. They run info se- sessions on Zoom, so they're quite active with their marketing. The rebrand is pretty fascinating. So I thought that could be of value to a lot of people listening. So. We'll talk about that and why they got into a rebrand, why they invested in that, and maybe some of the roadblocks roadblocks and the results and and all of that. So before we get into that, uh, when you finish the episode, make sure you check out the episode notes. There are going to be some links uh, for Turnbull Hill and for Adrian, so you can go and stalk them. And before we dive in, uh, of course, don't forget about the law firm marketing plan. There's a link for that in the description if you want to uh, grab a free law firm marketing plan at legalsites.com.au. You can also apply for a coaching call one-on-one with me. And if you also want to make my day, then please consider leaving a five-star review for the podcast and subscribing. And if you know anyone who would enjoy this type of content, please let them know. And uh, finally, I'll just introduce myself properly. I'm your host, Brennan Kelso, law grad turned law firm marketing specialist, founder of LegalSize.com.au, and you're listening to the Better Law Firm Marketing Podcast. In this podcast, you'll learn how to leverage the most time-efficient law firm marketing strategies to get more leads, more clients, and more profit. That's enough of that. Adrian, thank you for waiting patiently. Brendan, what a warm and generous introduction. Thank you. That's my pleasure. Um, I would consider you to be all of those things, definitely a master of LinkedIn, but I think you um, leave me to shame with the pop culture references. I'm not sure if that's an accredited specialisation, master of LinkedIn, (laughs) but um, it's one I'll accept. Yeah, well, I don't think the solicitor's rules really can um, prevent me from calling you a master of LinkedIn, so... Mm. Um, I will um, proudly call you that. Uh, I, I'm trying to become one myself. Um, I feel like LinkedIn is trying to um, stuff me up these days. Sometimes the posts that I put out on LinkedIn um, fail abysmally and then others do really well. I think they're, they're, they're starting to, um, I don't know, they're, they're limiting some of the organic reach, which is very irritating. Have you found that? I, I do. I'll have people who I who I follow, who I actively am first connections with and follow. And I think, gee, I haven't heard from X for a long time um, and find out that they've been posting content for weeks, months that I've never seen. That that has never organically shown itself. Yeah. Where and and others I'll see the repeat post 
over and over and over for days on end. Like mm. one, I would have thought that they would have a, by now that have the, I don't want to say algorithm because that, I don't, one, I don't know what it is. And two, I think that majority of people use it having no idea what one is. So I don't want to be one of those people. Mm. But whatever, whatever the witchcraft is behind LinkedIn, I would have thought they'd got to a stage by now where you shouldn't really be seeing repeat content when there's other content you haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hate it. And I I um I feel like they're they're really they sh- whenever I, I post a poll, they bloody love the poll, LinkedIn. Every yeah, the poll, yes. That's the only yes, reason oh, I yeah. do it. I really don't care what people I ha- I really don't care what people say in the poll. I just want everyone to see it. I saw I saw one yesterday that that I that I voted on and it was it was a fellow from England and he sort of takes the piss out of LinkedIn a bit. He does a weekly round up every Friday of things he's observed on LinkedIn as in the uh, things that are trending and one is the polls and the poll he put on yesterday was have you ever been a baby yes or no (laughs) and I answered no because I I personally have no recollection of being a baby Um, and and the results there was about 100 people and it was pretty you know 52 percent 48 percent basically showing the ridiculousness of the nature of the polls and yet the wide reach that they get. So, yeah, you are right. They do. You want If you want to boost your numbers, throw a poll up there. Mm. Yeah, I just did a really crappy one today uh, asking people when they check LinkedIn. Uh, I feel like I, I, I could have done better. Um, I think from now on maybe I should just take the piss out of it like your mate does and just ask stupid questions. Sounds like a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. It's some some are useful. I've um, I think there was I've seen some interesting ones. There was uh, with and at one I think the ones I like are those that promoted where it's not just a one off answer and you're done. It one that promotes a bit of discussion in the content in in mm. the comments section. There was yeah. one I saw of a which uh, got a lot of, it was about 100 responses. It was um, Matthew McCabe of Newcastle Advisors, a, a question he put up last month that said, if Australia was a company, would you would you buy it? Would okay. you buy into the, the company? And there was was pretty much, I think there, after about 100 responses, about like 50-50, but it promoted a lot of um, commentary, which I think is is, which as you know, the more, the more someone likes something or comments it goes on their feed and then that adds on that builds onto that. So I think mm. if if the question can be something that promotes discussion, it's probably more likely to get some longevity. Exactly. Yeah, I've got to I've got to think of some uh, controversial. I was gonna post something about like when you wear a mask, do, do you, does it cover your nose or not? And I was like, yeah, I'm oh, sure that, yeah. I reckon, I reckon that could work. But I just thought, I don't know if that's really going to, you know, draw attention to, you know, my services as a web designer, SEO guy. So I just, yeah, <laughs> you might get the outlier responses on. I think from my observation of LinkedIn, which I call polite Facebook, where I think, you know, for, for anyone to comment or post anything, it goes through several filters before they do so as in what will my boss think what will my colleagues Mm. think what will my uh, chess club colleagues think what will my tennis partners think um it just down to such that anything that goes on there is very redacted and very Mm. uh so commenting about face masks um you i think the people the the comments you're going to get would be at the polls 
as in as in the P O L E S, as in the polarizing views. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think comments. Yeah, so I think it's a safe bet. What they say, religion, sex, politics. Yes, commenting on that sort of stuff and posting on that stuff, you will get a large draw. But mm. is it the kind of is it the kind of attraction? Is it kind of attention that you really want to bring to yourself? Uh, probably so not. It's I, yeah. I've, I've got an. I don't want to attract any more crazy people into my life. So <laughs> I, yeah. I think I get them I'll, to a minimum. Yeah, I get enough of that. So, well, um, the rebrand. So, what's going on there, mate? So a lot of lot of law firms come to me and uh, talk about refreshing their brand, refreshing their website, and do I need a new logo and all of that? And kind of like what what sort of you know kicked off the rebrand for Turnbull Hill? Mm. Well, Turnbull Hill is what I would say a, quite a, a long-running firm comparatively. There's a, you, know, you always see a lot of startups, but Turnbull Hill was founded in 1969 by Michael Hill and Ross Turnbull, um, both very sporty and very entrepreneurial gentlemen um, and has been around for 50 years. Our, our last branding would have been around 2002, 2003, um, and it was heavily on that, on Michael and Ross's sporting history. So Michael, very heavy into cricket, and Ross Turnbull uh, was a former Wallaby. So the it was a, I think the logo at the time was based on um, football posts and cricket stumps um, forming the T and the H. Uh, and... That was how it has been for about the past 20 years. And I think we just thought last year, time for a refresh because we had we had some discussions with um, some creative minds and they had showed us that many, many, many businesses have gone through ad refreshes. And I was just thinking to myself this morning, there's not a great many who have not other than, say, like the Mercedes-Benz symbol or the BMW symbol. It's most most recent businesses go through some kind of brand refresh just to keep it contemporary, and that's what we did. Yeah, so the logo, you, you're sort of doing the, the turning thing, you know, so I'm guessing that's what the logo is. It's on an angle, so it's sort of being turned. Is that... Yeah. Yeah, so it's not. I, I I was immediately drawn. So we had a we had some creative people think that up for us, mm-hmm. um, and I like it in that. As you'd think, when you think lawyers, you think, and this will be. This is a very broad generalization. Lawyers, any any light any white collar businesses, if they don't really inspire a great deal of excitement, mm-hmm. whereas if it was say a I don't know, like a DJ business or something that's that's a bit a bit sexy. Uh, <laughs> lawyers, accountants, financial planners, very safe. Very, you don't expect the uh, what's that chart where your heart goes up and down the ECG. You don't expect a great deal of movement when you talk about lawyers. So, and most branding, I think, is very uh, straight up and down, mm-hmm. very one eighty, very ninety degrees. Very rooted in that, you know, safe, secure. We have been around for four hundred years, uh, and that doesn't excite me mm-hmm. because 
Whereas this, where it's tilted on an angle, I thought, well, that's something different. That's something eye-catching. Mm. And uh, it's got the T, it's got the H in it, if you look deep, like a like one of those magic eye puzzles. Um, and it's, it, it's something that's unusual, very colourful. We went through a bit of a process with the colours. So something fresh uh, that you'll see even the typeface is different. It's not the same. Not the same boring old, just same, you know, health headache of size 10. It's It's got differing things about it. So quite a bit of work's gone into it. So that's that's what we'll be pushing for quite a, a ways ahead. Yeah. I, I When I first saw the the new colours, I was like, wow. Like it was, um, it was a bit of a surprise, but I thought this is, I like that they're being unique. Um, I was just, yeah, I was surprised with how like vibrant the colours were that you you went for because um, so many law firms do the, you know, the conservative blue um, mm. and white and, uh, you know, seeing a pop of orange and, a you know, a, a different type of like a, a more of a vibrant greeny blue and that's all, you know, very um, different from the norm. Yeah. So, like, how was that a bit? You know, was there a bit of stress behind taking a move like that, and and you know, going away from the really conservative law firm yeah, colours? I, I think so. I think we were all ready for we were all ready for a different for for something different and something starkly different to the same uh, duo colours that you see everywhere. And something I share often to people's amazement when they see it that if you want to wean yourself off social media because it's monotonizing mon- monopolizing your life is if you turn your phone to monochrome gray you know a gray scale you don't i think we they've facebook and instagram and linkedin and all all those they've they've worked out very early on that that red notification button just tweaks something in our ancient brains to want to go and see it so to add a bit of color in the logo, I think that's it's unusual. It's not the same as you say, blue and white, or whatever two colours the firm picks. That seems to be the norm in any kind of professional and uh, professional branding. It just seems to be uh, black and white, blue or white, golden blue. This is something different, and the colours do have some meaning behind them. As in, not not great meaning, but as in. Orange is a is is a warm color. Blue is a is a trusted color. Green is one that engenders peace. So it's 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 not just randomly selected. They've they've been discussed at quite a bit of length. Yeah, I thought the orange was sort of like a nod to your hair. My hair. Yeah. Well, I, that's that's what I like to push <laughs> because it is. Yeah, I I think so. And I, I was rather I was rather chuffed when the the creative minds behind it said orange is a very warm and attractive colour. To which uh, I said, "Well, obviously, well that's well, well that's going in there, isn't it?" Yeah. So yeah, but it's 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 not a colour you see with professional services, as in as in any as pretty much any colour that's not available on the default settings of your word of the palette on Word, where you get you know about seven different stock standard colours. Um, it's just something that's that's different. Yeah. Okay. So, was there a bit of 
anxiety about taking a bold move there with the colours? I think we all got on board with it rather quickly uh, because I think we want to stand out from from other places. That is no point um, if you're going to, I think, if you're going to advertise yourself to to just blend in with 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 everyone else that's out there like of course you know you you, you could throw a lot of money at, at advertising but if you look at you know if it's something lawyers then that 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 can be lost very easily but if it's something that's a bit different and you see it often enough and it's and it, and the the branding has developed a trust amongst the community, I think they might go, oh, okay, when I need that service, I remember that image and be drawn to it. So here's something I want to get your thoughts on. So you obviously invested a lot of, uh, I guess, you and and the other people at the firm have invested a lot of time and and money and and thought into this rebrand. You're... uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, I'd consider Temple Hill to be a general practice firm. You've got a lot of practice areas offering a lot of different legal services. Um, is there, uh, like, do you guys have, like, an ideal client, as they say, or, like, how do you approach that as a firm that has so many different practice areas? There's so many branding gurus out there saying you need to niche down and you need to do less and appeal to less people, and but you guys are, are you know quite versatile. So, what are your thoughts on yeah. that? I would say we are we are certainly a general practice. However, we have very specialised niches within that general practice. So, um, I'm a accredited specialist in wills and estates and I've got a team of seven and we do and my team does nothing but contested estates uh, we have a dedicated family law team uh, that's got the same number um, and so and they do nothing but family law and and also as an auxiliary to that we have a very devoted prop, a property law team and a wills and estates administration and probate team and criminal law and commercial law. So it's a bit like a, uh, it's not general as in we will, you know, everyone here is a generalist. We have have specialised people within this general practice. So our our ideal client, if if that's what it were, are those looking for a specific service which we are able to provide. So we won't, we won't, we're not for everyone. So if you were, you know, if you were, say, a insurance company, you know, they 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 have their own specialised firms who deal in acting for, you know, the ten thousand CTP claims. We are we are more for the humans that you meet and the humans that you encounter. So, uh, very specialised personal services for mm. the average the average citizen. Yeah, because I probably have maybe a somewhat controversial opinion when it comes to the ideal client sort of um, dilemma, because I think um, there's a lot of you know so-called branding experts out there um, promoting workshops and stuff to to law firms and telling them they really need to niche down and and really define who their ideal client is and and you know offer less 
practice areas and get very specific. And I think that can work for some, but I think probably the most majority of law firms out there are never going to do that. I don't know if they need to do that. Um, I think that really it's important to have a good brand. It's important to have an idea of, you know, what are the red flags when it comes to finding a client. Um, But at the end of the day, like just being visible online Mm, is probably more important than spending lots of money and time, um, you know, stressing over who your ideal client is. First of all, people need to know you exist. And, you know, Turnbull Hill is very good at doing that with all your your SEO and your videos and all the marketing that you invest in. If people don't know you exist, how are they going to hire you and how many law firms out there can truly be different? They're all saying, a lot of law firms are saying, oh, we're different, but they're not, you know. Yeah, Yeah, well, I saw, um, I remember when I started about 20 years ago, the yellow pages, which, you know, if depending on the, the demographic this podcast goes out to the the, the yellow pages was a uh, three inch thick dead tree document that had yellow pages that that listed all the all the uh, businesses in the area, mm. and it was huge. Uh, and you and if you missed advertising in that, this is again this is probably before your time, Brendan. But there was a, an ad that ran heavily from Telstra about not happy Jean. You probably do you remember that one? Where yep. where where the uh she didn't where the assistant didn't place the ad in the yellow pages and uh the business owner like reefed the window open and screamed out at her, not happy Jan, that yep. their ad didn't make the yellow pages. And I saw it get delivered and the white pages, which was the residential, that was not as big, but it was a good inch thick. Mm. And it, and it was a bit of a it was a bit of a um customary event when it arrived each year you get these huge you know things just arrive at your door and i saw them being delivered last week around my home and they have condensed these what would be combined four inches of documents into probably a centimeter mm. and there was no fanfare there's no oh gee the, there's no announcement that the yellow pages is and even on the front cover of this document of this yellow pages it says find us in and it had a web address so just as we just as we um, updated our branding from 20 years ago, you've got I think you've got to reset and look around every like Ferris Bueller said at the end of Ferris Bueller, you've got to stop and look around occasionally or you might miss what's going on. So you can't you can't stay in whatever you were doing last year. You've got to, you know, like the people you've the, some of the wonderful people that you've interviewed recently who are like TikTok stars, and you see their views, and it's, they're in the hundreds of thousands, which TikTok wasn't around. Maybe it was around, but certainly wasn't as in your face as it is now to say even three years ago. Um, so it's just a, a never-ending keeping abreast of what's of what's popular, of not of what's popular, but what works. What mm. Because TikTok may not be, I think TikTok is very good for, so TikTok is going out to the world and you want to impart, say, 30 seconds or a minute of information that's relevant to the people seeing it very quickly. And that's why I think it, criminal law is a fantastic audience for that because every everyone at any point during their day 
particularly even driving to or from work or just out and about, can be exposed to the police and you know, knowing your rights, knowing what to do, knowing what to say, what not to say. Whereas, say, explaining the finer points of a commercial lease, um, not, a, not a great number of people are going to be exposed to that uh, area. But, you know, it's still something I think that worth in, investigating. I would love to get into it. I'm, I'm inspired by a few of the guests that you've had on, but it's hard enough just recording a just a straight video uh, to do all the cuts and, um, you know, you have, have to have a, a cut scene every seven seconds and it's it's certainly a lot of work, but I think it's something that if it does work would be wonderful. Yeah, I, I was, um, uh, yeah, I had James Dapache um, on very mm. recently and he, I don't know if you're listening, but he said that he thinks there's a great opportunity for someone who's an expert in contested um estates to get onto TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I, I, the, the videos are written now that lockdown essentially has for now gone away for in Newcastle. Uh, we'll be getting the videos. They're, they're more so like the two or three minute videos cranking. We've uh, recently acquired a green screen because who knows where that's going to lead. As in, and it's not just going to be the white, it could be, I could be anywhere. When, when making my videos, but do a TikTok, I think I'm thinking about it as to who would who am I who am I reaching out for? Fourteen year old gamers, or um, you know, am I? Would it get to the people that would the time and energy it takes to make my particular area of law? Would it reach people who would need that service, or should I just devote the time to? Uh, doing what I have been doing, which is just general two-minute videos, which can go on our website or LinkedIn or YouTube. But yeah, absolutely. If I if if my day was nothing but creating content, absolutely. My uh, yeah. like Gary, a Gary V, as I understand, has like two or three people just walk around him all day filming him, and he'll just look to the camera occasionally and just drop a nugget of wisdom. Uh, but I, I unfortunately don't have that entourage. Uh, unless I can get one of the dogs to put like a body cam on and follow me around, it's it's it, it, it takes a lot of work. And also, James, have, having met him several times, and yourself, he is a very talented one, as he'll say, one take Timmy. He'll, he he can just riff for six minutes straight and not repeat himself. I am not at that level, particularly about law, to just look at the camera and say something unedited for five minutes. And it's quite a talent, which which he has. And um, excuse me for not remembering your last guest, Jahar, Jah- Jahan? Jahan, yeah. Jah- Jahan, who I, who I think I was listening to James Dapache's other podcast this morning, Spook, Spooko, where he said there's even a bit of um, beef on at, at the moment, amongst the uh, like friendly beef amongst the legal online community, as in who who's got the crown of the TikTok? Is it is it Jahan? Is it a fellow in Brisbane called James Diamond or Jim Diamond? And so it's it's a, it's a friendly it's a friendly beef, but um, to make that content is a lot of work, uh, and to make it inter- make it consistently interesting, and I take my hat off to them, like magnificent stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's it's certainly that's you know my kids you know I I grew up watching 
probably a, a very ridiculous amount of TV shows. Uh, but they were, you know, season one, two, three, four, five, ten episodes. But my kids don't do any. I've got a, I've got kids between the ages of ten and fifteen, and they watch, like my son, especially watching adult men play video games being recorded on YouTube, and they'll watch that for hours on end. And I'll say, don't you want to watch? A TV show, like watch, you know, watch some classic Monkey Magic. Develop your popular cultural knowledge, like your good old dad. But I'm not interested. Wants to watch Jelly play a knockoff version of GTA Five. So, what generations are would you be getting to by using TikTok? I don't know, but certainly it's it's. Um, and would I be getting to the adult? Because the majority of the people in the work that I do are adults in their say 40, 50, 60s. I'm not sure if TikTok is there for, th- for them yet, but certainly that could be referred on to someone who could watch it if they're aware that someone needs our service could refer them on to us. But um, I'm, I'm certainly open to any form of media. Uh, it's just setting aside the time in addition to managing a team, running a legal practice to do that. But if you can do it, that's fantastic. Well, I think these. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity there for Turnbull Hill to get on TikTok. You've already got videos. You can just basically upload them straight to TikTok because there's a three-minute li- limit now. Some of your videos are probably short enough, or they could at least be edited to fit. So the ones you're already making could could just be thrown up onto TikTok, and they could go onto the algorithm. And you never know. They don't have to just all be about wills and estates. You know, you guys have plenty of other mm. topics up there. People are interested in family law and, and other things. So. That could work. Yeah. The, the time investment might be pretty pretty minimal, and TikTok's aging up like all the social media yeah, networks true. do anyway. And um, James Dapperchi said that he gets the majority of his work from TikTok. Like not wow. all of yeah. his. Obviously, like we're talking about the work he gets from his social media efforts, and the majority of it's coming from TikTok. And he's doing, uh, you know, what is he doing? Like disputes between. Um, big companies, so I don't know how many fourteen-year-olds are having those issues. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, oh, you're right. And, well, and again, it's 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 the media you um, digest. As in, I remember, you know, on the few occasions I've travelled to Sydney by train, um, no one's reading books. By to my observation, no one's reading books. They're they're on their phones, flicking through whatever the social media is, and TikToks are entertaining. And if you get on there and occasionally see a handsome blonde fellow who can rap and speak with the eloquence of a well-seasoned a DJ and also talk about a commercial law, it's like, well, I'll, I'll remember this bloke for when a commercial dispute comes up. And, again, he's there are so few people doing it. There's uh, James, Jahan, there's a... Fantastic fellow in Sydney who does criminal law stuff, who does some like those amazing cuts where you know he's wearing a suit in one shot and then the frame clicks and he's wearing casuals. Uh, all of that takes a hell of a lot of time, but again, they've got huge, huge views and probably getting a ton of work out of it. So it's mm. certainly something I've, I, I will be revisiting or visiting. Mm. Definitely. Um, 
James, if you're listening, Adrian thinks you're handsome. So, well, I think the same of you, Brendan. I've said that several times. You've got the, you've got, you've got a jawline. You should, you should be in an, an Avengers movie. I'm not sure what you, whether this legal site is a side hustle or for your for your movie career. Yeah, well, you know, I think I'm probably a little bit too big for the Avengers movies now. <laughs> that's you know, right. I think Ripped. with the the success of this podcast, I don't. Think oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I have time for that kind of that kind of very crap. sensible. So, yeah. So the yeah the rebrand, I probably need to get a little bit back onto track. Um, not uh, totally. This next question, totally no pressure, and we can totally talk about something else. But uh, are you open to discussing some of the the costs associated with the rebrand? <laughs> I'm trying to think about what 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 Tom Cruise. Again, when, I think it was Peter Overton was um, interviewing Tom Cruise. It was about 10, 10 years ago, and he said, "So, Tom, is Nicole the love of your life?" And there was a, there was a, a good three second pause. That this is just the segue to say, "No, I'm not going to talk about that." Uh, <laughs> Look, that's Man, totally Peter. Peter, put your manners back in. It's a, if you haven't seen that video, you've definitely got to add the put the put your manners back in. To your lexicon of of uh, cultural references, mm. not that you not that you have certainly out, outstepped your bounds, um, Brendan. That was just my that was just my distracting way to to progress to the next question. Yeah, yeah, no, I I understand that. It was worth trying. I feel like uh, a lot of my listeners were probably thinking, "Come on, mate, ask him." So, but that's totally understandable. And uh, yeah, when it comes to rebranding a law firm, all the costs are going to be very. Um, contextual aren't they going to really depend on the law firm and and what you want done and so if you were to give me some information about pricing you know it's it's probably could very 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 it could be very different depending on which law firm needs a rebrand well there's a lot of there's a a lot of firms i think they're like particularly in sydney who um so this a lot of firms in Sydney who never advertise, like they're often CBD, um, long-standing firms, and like barely have a website, mm. and yet seem seem to do very well. But I, whether that's the goodwill of uh, current members or former members, but I think for anyone else, it's like it's like anything. I, I think you've got to be seen regularly, otherwise, it's quite easy to go out of someone's mind just like as you said the linkedin posts you you've you said that you've seen yourself where you put something out there something bites other things don't why is that i don't know but so i think if you can cast your net wide um which we try and do you know, hopefully what what we're offering gets in the eyes and ears of of the people that need our services yeah exactly um, have there been some sort of noticeable results since the rebranding? We we put the we we did the rebranding at the peak of the pandemic, which mm. I think was July. Um, so I don't think we expected to observe because, and as as you'd appreciate, um, I think often wallets are closed in times of uncertainty. Uh, so. It's and I think there'll be a bit of lead time to recognise 
um, I don't think you can just start, say, advertising on TV and then immediately um, the phones start ringing and you're informed that that was the referral source. It's, yeah. I think, and you'd probably be better placed to answer this than me, that um, being a marketing person, that it's not just the one thing that that can tip a potential client over. It's seeing, it's seeing, it's hearing, it's discussing, um, and then one day it all just gels together and you need a, that particular service. Because I, it's like me, if I don't... Say I'm I'm um, if I'm not looking if I'm not in the business of looking for tiles, I could drive by a tile shop and not even know it. But when you're looking for tiles, you'll notice every single tile shop that's around. Uh, so to be a business, I think that separates from the one you drive past is 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 to have many forms of media to just constantly be out there mm. that when the time does come it's like okay yeah i do yeah as you said we we do have buses websites radio tv uh video it's i think when it cul- it culminates in someone's mind they go oh yes i do need that service mm. and hopefully they remember the name the image google the name get the phone number or the email address and contact us well that's it there's there's uh, understandably a lot of law firms want to be able to measure everything. Um, and when it comes to marketing as an example, like it's, it's not an exact science, you know, there's definitely things that people like me do to measure the marketing efforts of law firms, but you're right. At the end of the day, the more, the more, the, the things that you guys are doing are increasing your visibility and your um, you know, the recognition of your name um, amongst people in Newcastle and, and abroad, and you know New Sydney and other areas. So yeah, it just could come up over a conversation with uh, a family member. Oh, who's that law firm? I've seen them on buses, Turnbull Hill. I think they've got TV ads. You know, mm. try and call them. It's it's almost impossible to measure. I everything. think it's yeah. Well, say for example, Jahan, who I. I, I got to say, as of a month ago, did not know who he was, had not heard of him, but yet he is he is very he's exceptionally well known, mm. and I saw his photo and name on your podcast, and so that's one sort of penny in the noggin, and then I mm. saw his name in Lawyers Weekly, and I was like, okay, that's another one, and because he has a very distinct, he's got that very cool. Inspector Clouseau mustache. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's he's a very iconic fellow, very well spoken. But it was only after seeing his name and his image three times, I think he was mentioned with James Dapache. I thought, well, I'll investigate this fellow further, and you know, connected with him and read a lot of his stuff. And I was like, well, this is a legitimately nice bloke who also is very passionate about his business. Um, so. It wasn't just the one contact. It wasn't just seeing his name on your um, podcast. It was seeing his name there and somewhere else and then somewhere else that I was like, oh, this might be a fellow worth uh, looking into and yeah. it paid off. Uh, so I, I think you can't just concentrate on the one means of putting your branding out there. So like, you, you might have the absolute best website in the world but if no one 
which is absolute. You, you must have. You must have a very good website. Uh, and if you don't have one, legal sites, I think, is where you yeah. go. Uh, but uh, to get there, to get, because every that's that's the aim to get people onto the website. Yeah. But you've, I think you've got to do as many complementary things as you can to get people there. Yeah. So, how important is the Turnbull Hill website for getting clients? Well, I've got to say, I I would use, and this is why Google went from a nothing company to a, I don't know, trillion dollar company. I Google everything. I Google, uh, you know, I think we I needed a, a glazier last week. So um, I tried a an online services, uh, you know, where you, you put in and I just put in the, the name and it was basically who had who had the most Google rankings. So um, what's that called where it has what the, the stars and it, 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 it shows a weighting. Yeah. Is that Google rankings? Yeah. Are you, talking so, about, are, you, are you talking about the map pack or? It's when you put, so say you put in Glazier into Google and it will show you a list of firms, a list of businesses in your area mm. and it will show Google reviews. That's what mm. I was after. Yeah. And it's not just number of stars; it's uh, other thing. It's it's other things. So it seems that Google is weighting. It's W E I G H D uh, their rankings based on not just star ratings, but comments and uh, maybe the, the the validity of their website, um, things like that. And I found a glazier from Google. Mm-hmm. So, and then you go to the website and see what services they provide because, you know, am I, is, is this one sheet of glass beneath them? But went to the website and it says, yes, we do, you know, insurance repairs, bathroom repairs, domestic. And it's like, okay, I can see your website. I see you've been in business for a while. I can see some trusted reviews. Uh, you look like a legit op- organization and I engage them. Mm. So, it's. I think the website is very key because that's the. You've only got a very small amount of time to get in the potential buyer's head as to do I want to proceed with this business. So, yeah, I think the website's absolutely key. Yeah, and of course, building, keeping it up to, and then of course the hard part is keeping it in Google's favour. So, you know, maintaining the, the blogs, maintaining the content, keeping it up to date, keeping it relevant, uh, getting hopefully, you know, you know, how very hard they are to get some positive Google reviews uh, because a lot of people don't want to put their name to particular, you know, like I'm sure no one really cares about putting their name on a uh, getting glass change in the house, but often people may not want to put out for the entire world that they had a family law that they had a that they got divorced mm. so but i think google reviews are very important in in building the trust element to potential viewers very quickly which i think you have to do remarkably quickly i, I had to find a lawyer in another state that i didn't have any referrals to and i got to say i found them through google i looked mm. for i just put in this particular state this particular legal service, uh, 
the Google rankings came up and I went, I checked out the first three and I found one based on the, you know, what I, I made a gut decision on, on whether I think they would be the right people. So yeah, I think having a website. So the work that you're doing is, is absolutely, absolutely um, essential. Yeah. Oh, thanks. So when you um, found this other law firm to refer a matter to, did you contact them and I sent them an email saying, hello, I'm a lawyer in another state. This is the situation. Are you able to assist? They replied within the same day, which, again, that's that's another thing. I could have done what I think a lot of people do is you fire off you fire off an inquiry to multiple providers. So say again, going back to the the window, I could have gone into the the search bar um, of each of those of each of those three places and fired off copy and paste. Hello, I need a one meter by one meter window fixed. When can you do it? And whoever rings first, and I think it's basically whoever calls first, if they're polite and they uh, show a bit of customer service they're likely the one to get the job so it's not just having a good website it's all the follow-up that goes with it that you know landing converting that inquirer which is which is another thing unto itself all the all the feel good things you have to do to make someone trust you immediately Mm. yeah so to everyone listening um i talk i do i do say that a fair bit that you your google reviews can help you get referrals um, and that a lot of lawyers don't actually even really know the law firm they're going to refer to at first. They they pick them based on online presence sometimes, and so mm. there you go. And I, I could be making an assumption here, but you know, uh, maybe did is this a law firm that does contested wills? They just they it, it was a, it was a, it was a sole practitioner in in a mm. in a uh, I don't want to. Yeah, because I do have referral yeah, in the state, but uh, it was a sole practitioner who um, I went to their website and I was quite impressed by by what I by what I saw, um, mm. and and they responded quickly and favourably. Whereas mm. we have, like our business, has gained what I would refer to as rebound work, mm. where an inquirer contacts a firm, mm. and they are and they you know they get the they get the run-of-the-mill response as in, oh, yes, your, your call is important to us. Someone will get back to you within the next, you know, indeterminable period and no one does. And then mm. they, they contact us and I I make it quite, you know, as in it's like oxygen. You need, you know, you need to, if, if, if someone has gone to the effort of contacting us, ensure that we connect with them immediately. Yeah. You can't, I don't think you can rest on your laurels of, hey, I've got a great website. Uh, people should come crawling to us. Yeah. And if they do, you know, respect respect that they have gone to the effort of contacting you and make them feel good about their decision. Because whatever, whatever legal, uh, whatever legal, uh, service they need, they're they're likely not doing it for the hell of it. It's not like a hot air balloon ride. Like, oh, gee, I really want to, I really want to do an experience. I want to, I want to, I want to feel good about myself. I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll, um, I'll enter into a commercial lease. You know, that's 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 something that you have to do. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want you want to trust and feel that whoever you've contacted is going to see it through. Uh, whereas a lot of impulsive activity, or it, it it may not matter on on who if you if you just want to buy some can of WD forty, you know you can. It's the same product wherever you get it. You 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 just want to find a vendor who can provide it to you at the cheapest price full stop basically and fast and you're going to get it whereas legal services uh we're still dealing with humans until we get taken over by robots which i think is going to be at least another year away uh so until that happens you've got to really connect with whoever contacts you quickly and and appreciate them exactly and never never get never never ever get complacent about that yeah, I had a guest on recently. That episode's probably going to come out just before this one, and she's an expert on helping uh, law firms and other, you know, professional services businesses um, get referrals, and probably not just professional services businesses. But yeah, she said how amazing it is. Like, it's surprising how many uh, law firms don't actually thank their referral sources when they get a referral. Um, yeah, crazy. And we also like sort of talked about you know part of the challenge is finding good referral sources but uh you know look for look for like law firms that need you and uh like i guess an example correct me if i'm wrong but from what i understand like if you're um contesting a will then this the laws vary state by state and so Mm, if you're doing contested wills in queensland then it might be a good idea to have a law firm in New South Wales that does contested wills and you guys can. Yeah, it's a bit of a, I don't know if a symbiotic relationship is is the right one as I'm thinking of the the birds and the birds who eat the beetles off the rhino and the. What? (laughs) What do you want about that? Look it, look it up. Symbiotic relationship. Yeah. As in, as in I scratch your back, you scratch mine. But what about the beetles? What was that? You know, um, you know. Okay, there's there's parts on a rhino that a, that a rhino can't okay. get to. Yeah, yeah. So so the little birds will 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 eat the insects off the rhinoceros, and yet mm-hmm. while they're around the rhino, they will offer protection to the bird. Oh. Brandon, you knew when you put me on here that that I don't think tangentially. That, that I don't think linearly or speak linearly. It 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 go it will go off on many tangents. I but, just... So if I so if if one were to have someone in say South Australia who you refer to, of course you would not refer to them with the expectation of return. But if they did, that's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I was I was the, when you made the 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 beetle bird remark or whatever. I I was just thinking of. Um, the Simpsons when Homer had the bird on his head and he's like, oh, there's a bird. And he's like, he's grooming me. Oh, that's right. Maybe I'm thinking more of the, the sorry, there's there's a crocodile and opens its teeth and there's a there's there's a bird that comes and picks out the uh, ah. the loose food. But I'm not I'm not saying who's the crocodile and who's the bird in any yeah. in any relationship. But there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust going on for both. Exactly. Well, not so much the crocodile. <laughs> Anyway, well, Adrian, I'll try, I'll, I will try to keep on on um, subject, Brendan. But yeah, so it's it is worthwhile, and if you get a referral from someone, yeah, appreciate them, uh, thank them in in some way, even if it's an acknowledgement, as in thank, as in a thank you. 
I don't think it has to be a, a gift, uh, some tangible gift, which I certainly, I, you know, on some occasions, I, I, if I have a, if I can be mindful of it, um, a tangible gift's always nice, but in the very least, a thank you, because that a referral unthanked, I think, can quickly evaporate and they go, oh, okay, I'll just, I might, maybe on the next occasion, I'll, I'll refer it to someone else. Exactly. Well, uh, you were great today, Adrian. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for all your time. I know you're a busy partner at a successful law firm, so thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah, yeah sorry, Brendan. You've, you've interrupted my uh, TikTok recording time. I, I, I could have nutted out at least four TikToks in this hour. But Please. thank you very much for having me on. It's all right. It's all my fault that you didn't become a superstar on TikTok. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. All right, mate. Good on you. And is there any anything I missed today? Anything you were desperately trying to communicate to the, the the listeners today? Oh, I think we just. I think you've got to have a yeah, have a good website. You've got to keep it, and it's a lot of work to keep it up to date. Um, but I think Google rewards um, websites that, that keep up to date in, in all in all factors. Um, and yeah, and having someone like Brendan, if you if you're starting off. Um, having someone to guide you would certainly be you know a great boon than than just having a hack at it yourself and opening up a is it wix account and you just fumble it yeah i think i think for if you're going to have a serious law firm you should engage someone to seriously help you and legal sites is the best place oh good mate all right oh your check's in the mail so (laughs) thanks for the glowing recommendation so we'll wrap up today and uh so to the listeners out there i highly recommend you go and um check out turnbull hill go and check out uh adrian as well he's on linkedin and uh does the battle of wills video series which is uh definitely worth having a look at as well there'll be links in the description and uh what else do i usually say yes there's a link for a law firm marketing plan if you want a coaching call one-on-one with me you can apply for that as well Uh, thanks for your time and until next time uh, i'm your host brennan kelso and this is better law firm marketing all right bye for now